Assalamu alaikum everyone. I hope you guys are doing amazing. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of those nitty gritty ones. I want to get down and talk about some things. This episode is going to talk about imposter syndrome. When we talk about faith and we talk about the deen and we talk about religion. And like I always say, I think y'all already know what I'm about to say. This is not everything. This is not everything. This is not all the advice that I think could be offered. And I definitely think there's so much more that could be said about this. And if I say anything wrong, may Allah forgive me. Today, I have been bulk recording, by the way. By the time this is out, y'all won't even know. But I've recorded, like, a segment of, like, another, like, 30 or 40 minute episode previously. So my brain is, like, on flat. So if I say anything wrong, may Allah forgive me. But this episode has been something that I actually previously recorded maybe, like, six months ago. And I was, I didn't release it. Okay, just typical Hera. I don't release that episodes. Then I was like, bro, like, I have so much more to say on this. I'm going to re-record this topic. So... Welcome to Hera re-recording and talking about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, I think, would be a very, very strong term when we talk about feeling, you know, not Muslim enough or not good enough or feeling like you might be exposed as a fraud and you're not actually who you say you are. You're not as pious as you are and as righteous as you are. And this can look very different for lots of people. I also want to say that I'm a very big person when it comes in regards to the topic of make sure that you don't self-diagnose yourself, right? This is important. A lot of times we tend to sometimes self-diagnose ourselves and limit our own capabilities by believing that we cannot excel because we have this problem. I am not saying that the people who do have certain issues don't have them. That's not true. I know plenty of people in my own life that have significant problems that are diagnosed, that bear with them, they live with them. I'm telling you that it's well aware and people do have, you know, some mental health issues or things that can come up but when we talk about self-diagnosing be very careful if you're a girl you already know if you go online you're having some type of pain bro you know you might, might have some cramps might not feel me good you google it bro done done you have like 30 other things that'll come online you'll be like bro why do you even google something that like if you're a girl you know it's better to not google your problems it really is because sometimes it can be so overwhelming and you'll find out like 35 different things and you'll be like bro do I self-diagnose myself or do I go to the doctor and let them diagnose me? But this is looking spot on to what I'm going through. And, you know, it's it's crazy. But especially when we talk about mental health, you especially don't want to do that. You want to be very careful with how you talk to yourself and how you treat yourself, okay? And if you feel like you struggle with something, you should definitely get it checked out and find out. Those people know, therapists, whatever it might be, they know more than you do in regards to some of these things that you might be going through. It's It's best to find out. Same way you would go to find out if you were actually sick or if something happened, you should go find out if, you know, some issue that you might be thinking that you're facing is what it seems on the surface or if it's something else, if it's something deeper, what is it? It is equivalently important to know. I also want to say that I am not an expert on this topic and I will not be providing any deep, 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 you know, extensive PhD research up in here. I'm just sharing random tips that I think could help if you're somebody who sometimes struggles on a severe end of imposter syndrome, which is a very big thing, which I think you should get help for, of course. And then just, you know, sometimes just feeling like you're not Muslim enough, not good enough. You're feeling like, oh, am I even really who I say I am? Am I really as righteous as I am? What if I'm somebody who's not really those things? Whatever it might be, that niche of stuff. So again, whether it's extreme end or just casually, you just don't feel like you're a good enough Muslim or you feel like sometimes you are somebody you're not. I know that this happens a lot with people who have a certain past. If you have a certain past of living your life a type of way, and now you're not that way, and now you're completely religious, and you've changed, and you've become a better Muslim, 
it's very easy to sometimes start to think to yourself, am I a fraud? Am I really who I am? Am I really this Muslim who's praying five times a day, who's reading Quran, who's going to the massage? Like, is that really me? Or am I, what am I? Like, am I faking this? Because once upon a time, literally three years ago, I was doing this, this, and this. I was acting like this. I was dressing like this. And then, you know, those train of thoughts, obviously some things come from shaitan to bring you down. And then, of course, again, again, talking about the mental health aspect there are some problems and some things that should be dealt with accordingly so again it just very much depends on where you are on the scale a lot of times when you are doing great things and you're exceeding religiously it's very easy for shaitan to sometimes feel like you know mm, were you really were you really that person though are you really this religious person three years ago you probably had a girl or three years ago you probably were dating somebody or you probably have committed sin or you probably have done something whatever it might be whatever the third or you might have had some type of addiction, whatever, right? And you've done the appropriate things to clean up and change that past and repent and whatever in the third. But shaitan will quite often come to you and still tell you, but don't you remember you did that? So why do you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept who you are now? Why do you think he'll accept who you are now? Why do you think he will accept what you are doing now? Just that whole niche of things. The very first thing, the very first tip that I want to share in regards to this is I want to ask you a question, and this is a genuine one that I think you should truly think about. If you were that person, why can't you be this person? And that's that's kind of something that I ask myself a lot whenever I felt like I was going through a little bit of this problem. If you were somebody back in the day who did things, or you you don't even have to be an extreme, you know, like a lot of times we talk about really extreme cases, like zinna or dating or whatever, or, you know, drug addiction or shuruk or whatever, like you had that type of past, right? A lot of times we talk about the really extreme end. But even if you were just somebody who genuinely wasn't just close to God, but you were just an okay Muslim, like you were just there, right? If you were that person, why can't you be who you are today? The you today that is trying to become the best Muslim, the you today that is trying to strive, the you today that is trying to become more pious, the you today that is praying, that is on time, that is punctual with their prayers, the one that is reading Quran every day, the one that is going to the masajid, the one that is just involved in good things, why can't you be that? Why have you taken a portion of your life and made that your entire identity? And that was something I asked myself a lot. A lot of times we take this up with the concept that, well, I'm not good enough to be who I am today, or I don't deserve to be guided, to be able to pray, to be able to read Quran, to be able to do the things that I do. That's not true. That's not true. God does not see you the way that you see yourself. I know that a lot of times we struggle to forgive ourselves. If we come from, a, again, a type of past or you a type of way, whatever it might be, and you changed your ways, you might not be able to look past it. But when you make sincere repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, forgives you. Allah is very merciful. And this is the stepping stone to your next journey, to you becoming who you need to be, to you becoming that brand new, better person. And that's something you have to believe in wholeheartedly, that you can become that person. Why do you believe so strongly that your identity and who you were before is all that you can be? That was just a bracket of your life. That was just a time of your life. And no one is saying that what happened or the extremes or things that were done in that time were okay. Nobody's saying that, you know, involving in haram, doing whatever the third is okay. No one's saying that. But when you've truly changed your ways and now you are somebody who's completely different, you're a better Muslim, why are you letting your past define the capabilities of who you can be and who you are right now for your future? You are literally in no restriction to force yourself to define yourself by that. You are in no restriction. Nobody's making you define yourself like that. And a lot of times why people do do this is because they might have a family member, they might have somebody around you, they might have a toxic friend, they might have somebody who constantly reminds them of who they used to be. 
this is damaging and i'd highly recommend to distance yourself from people like this and if it's you know a friend or something remove them you are a growing person you are a developing person you are a changing person you are not a linear just one stop that's it you don't become one person and stay like that for the rest of your life some people do and they don't grow and that's terrible you don't want to do that but when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts you through things and you go through different hardships, even now as a good Muslim, a lot of times, and what exactly is a good Muslim is another discussion, right? But when you come out of that previous lifestyle of living in types of ways and, you know, breaking drug addictions and not doing zinna, whatever it might be, and now you're coming to a lifestyle where you're avoiding those things, you've given up haram, you're trying to replace a more halal, whatever it might be. That's kind of the context I'm talking about in this episode. You might have people throw that in your face. You might have people tell you, why are you acting like you're so religious? Why are you acting like you're like this? Do you not remember what you did? No one is you. And no one can really tell you about you, especially right now. A lot of times, people can tell us about our past and they can tell us, do you remember what you did? Do you remember how you did that? Do you remember when you were like this? And acting more religious than you actually are. Don't act holier than thou. Don't act like you're on a pedestal. Do you remember what you did? Today you're covered and yesterday you were half naked. Do not remember what you did. People will tell you things. Guess what? Who you are right now and your intentions and your worship and your actions and everything that you're doing is seen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that. And when you're trying to cover up and become a better Muslim and leave those lifestyles, people will taunt you and people will tell you things. Because that is what they are comfortable seeing you be. When you are a certain way for a period of time, people get comfortable to it. But just because someone is comfort, someone's comfortable to it, that doesn't mean you stay like that. Moreover, just because you're comfortable to it doesn't mean you stay like that. Just because you're comfortable in a lifestyle of zinna or drinking or whatever it might be, that doesn't mean you stay like that. That's haram. You know it's wrong. This is not about the comforting lifestyle. Islam is not about easy, easy. You challenge yourself. You challenge your nafs. You challenge yourself to let go of the things that you love the most for God. You challenge yourself. This is not easy. We do not judge, you know, success here by who lives it easy. You let go of those things and you grow out of that comfort. You might be comfortable seeing yourself be who you were before, but that is not who you need to be and who you are destined to be. Because when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides you and he puts that guilt in your heart or he puts that factor of change in your heart, he puts that feeling that this is not right anymore, I got to become a better Muslim type of feeling in your heart, this is it. This is it. This is your moment. And when you are taking the actions to become that, who is there? Who says what? It's not your business. Who cares? When you live that type of lifestyle, some people support you. Some people will hate it. When you live this type of lifestyle, some people support it. Some people will hate it. The way that you live your life should be defined and in the brackets of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told you to do. This is the best and ultimate way to live your life and to make your decisions and just carry yourself. Because when you live in the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told you to live, you really don't have many regrets because you know that you followed what was right. So even when things do go wrong, you have such strong conviction in God that you know that there is a blessing behind it. Conviction is so important. Having that firm, deep faith that things go right, that's great. But things go wrong, that is still great. When you know God is with you, the whole world can leave you. But if you change to become someone better for God, that's all that matters. Especially this time of year, sometimes in Ramadan, or even in other times of the years, it doesn't matter when. You don't need a special time to change. But a lot of people do tend to change when Ramadan rolls around, when those special days roll around. You could be this person. Why is Ramadan so special for so many people? 
obviously, it's not about who we are in this month. It's about who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. It's about the way that God rewards you for basically every single thing that you do for his intention for his sake. Your prayers, your Quran, whatever it might be. It's about who he is. It's about the way that you are getting so much reward. Reward is just there for you to grab. This is not about how mean you are so perfect and we deserve this. Because we are very flawed. And every Ramadan, it is so difficult for us to get into that routine. This Ramadan, I've heard of so many people fall so sick, get so ill, end up in hospitals. So many people I know have gotten so incredibly sick. So many people that I don't even personally know that I've just heard from or that have texted, that have been sending out dua requests, whatever it might be. So many people, even on social media, so many people have been gotten sick this Ramadan. So many people are struggling to fit Ramadan in with this previous lifestyle or with this previous routine or with school or with what work, whatever. So many people are struggling. This is not about us. This is about him. And when we are just trying our best, trying to fit it in, trying our best to, you know, do more, read Quran more, read whatever it might be more, pray more. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards you for that. Loving Allah looks very different. Times, this can look like just having to take care of your home for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the sake of getting everyone else situated. If you're somebody who can't fast, right, you might not have time to sit there and do extensive ibadat. Maybe you have kids. Some mothers, they have kids. They're going literally crazy on the low and they're feeling so just heartbroken they're feeling devastated that it's ramadan and i'm sitting here changing this doing this taking my kids here taking my kids here or my kid got sick or this happened and the house is like this and you're just so caught in this and there's like no escape and when you do those things and you're like look i'm trying to help those people that are fasting or i'm just trying to situate something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees this he does but why else is ramadan such a big time you know why because people start and this is my opinion People worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Ramadan the way that we should, obviously, year around, and we're all guilty of this. May Allah make us better. I mean, but people worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like nobody's watching. That's the whole thing. People who don't put on the hijab, put on the hijab. They don't care what you have to say. So many people who don't pray, who have a hard time praying, they're like, I don't care. It's Ramadan, bro. I'm about to rip out my prayer mat anywhere. You at the corner of the store, you're going to rip out your prayer mat. You know why? Because it's Ramadan. You're like, bro, this is my time. This is a month. I got to do this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think about it. The same people who might struggle to dress modest start dressing modest. You don't care what someone has to say. I know a very close person, friend of mine, who struggles with wearing a hijab. She's very young. And she impulsively was like, bro, she just texted me. She's like, bro, I'm, I'm thinking of doing it for Ramadan. I don't care. Like, it's Ramadan. I'm like, why not? Why not? Go for it. Why not? We worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like nobody's watching. We worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with no cares in the world. We don't care about this world in this time of period. We might struggle to balance it, but ultimately we just have our mindset on Allah. We have our mindset on, oh, Ramadan, I should do this. We have our mindset on, oh, I have to be more productive. I should pray more. Or instead of mindless scrolling, I should go read some Quran. Because again, it's all about who he is and what he is giving to us. And think about it. When you start to live your life that way of, I don't care who's watching, I'm going to worship, things change. Even outside of Ramadan, you got to pray. What about your prayer, man? Take it out. Let's go. Let's unfold it out of the car trunk. It's okay. It's okay. Who's watching? Who's care- Who cares? What are people going to say? What are people going to say? Right? Same thing for your hijab. You might struggle with your hijab. You might struggle to dress more modest. Who cares what people are going to say? They might give you a little nasty looks. Life moves on. It's okay. It's okay. You don't care. And that is the whole point. So much in Ramadan, people, they change drastically. They change who they are. They change how they dress. They change their habits. They change everything. Because they worship Allah like no one is watching. 
And when you start to worship Allah like no one is watching, the people who might tell you that you had a past and that you were a type of way and that you can't be a religious person today don't matter either, even if they're your family. You love your family. We all love our families. But at some points, there's some things that you just got to narrow out and not focus in on. And people bringing up your past is one of them. So ultimately, that's my first tip. Don't feel like you have to sentence yourself to who you used to be and make that your future and make that whatever's to come. You don't. Worship Allah like nobody's watching. Who cares what anyone has to say? And remember that the biggest battle that you will go through might be with yourself, which leads me to number two. Tell your mind the exact same thing. It's easier sometimes to tell people outside that I can change. Allah subhanahu wa forgives. I don't need you. I don't need you to judge me. I don't care. I'm becoming a righteous person now. I'm dressing modest now. I don't need your two cents. It's easy sometimes for some people to say that. For some people, it's not. Some people, they understand themselves better. And it's easier for them to talk to themselves and walk themselves through the process. But it's difficult for them to tell other people. Vice versa. If you are someone who struggles and you're very hard on yourself, understand that if God forgives you, God is giving you another chance. God is waking you up every day. Don't let your guilt turn into something bad. Religious guilt is a blessing when it is used in the positive direction. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places that guilt in your heart that, oh, you know, I'm not doing good enough. I can become a better Muslim, whatever in the third. And you channel that into drive, into motivation, into action, into discipline, into doing those things that make you better. You're, you're doing great. You're doing great. This was like your turning point, And sometimes you need that turning point. You need that little thing to help you go. But if you take that guilt and you make that guilt the reason why you choose to do nothing, you are sentencing yourself. And you can't deny that. If you choose to sentence yourself to who you used to be because you believe that you don't have the capabilities to change, nobody is responsible for that except you because you limit you. That is just the T. If you have decided that you are capable enough, and by the way, just in case you don't know, you are, you've decided that I'm going to go on this journey, then you will go on this journey and you will be okay. I promise. Because when you have God by your side, you will be okay. So no matter what people say, and no matter what Shaitan tells you, and no matter what your own mind might tell you sometimes about you, you know you. And if you came from a past or from experience or from things that were destined to break you and change you and make you hard and you became someone way better today, then you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala played the biggest role in that obviously by guiding you but remember that allah doesn't change the condition of anyone unless they change the condition of themselves of course of course of course so that plays a big role the third tip i believe i'd like to give is honestly understand that what you again cliche what you give your energy to to really does grow right what you give your energy towards grows and so as cliche as it sounds you have to apply this mindset in basically everything if you start giving your energy towards what the people are saying and how you used to be and how you can't forgive yourself this is it's gonna round you back to where you began the hardest part about changing is honestly deciding that you want to change because the actions come once you've made that firm intention, that firm ground that I'm going to change, I can do this for myself, I want this for myself. Once you have that installed in you, no one's saying it gets easier, but it gets better because then you have a bigger purpose and a bigger reason for going on this. The hardest part about change is honestly getting yourself to just get up and be like, oh, I'm going to do it. And quite honestly, if you live your life waiting for that feeling to come, you are honestly, truly, in my opinion, really compromising and letting go of your full potential you cannot just wait in life for things to come and for you to feel ready you are going to have to make so many decisions in your life without being ready and those decisions might be really good 
Because not everything is about you being ready and what you bring. Some things about realizing that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed that feeling in your heart and when that time is here, it's just time to go. That's it. Same thing for Ramadan. In Ramadan, you don't say to yourself, well, guess what? It's not my time right now. So Ramadan, let's just shift you up a few months or let's just come back to you. You don't do that. Because right now, you know that this time is about God. And of course, even outside, it is about God. But you decide that, no, I, I can't. I'm going to have to drop whatever I know. I'm going to have to leave whatever I know. If I live a type of life, I'm going to stay away from it. And this is it. I have to focus on God. You might not be ready. How many times are you ready for Ramadan? Not all the time. Some people, you get to do Ramadan prep. You get to make those goals. Sometimes you're not ready for Ramadan at all. Maybe if you are someone that struggles with drugs, with things of that nature, I know some people who broke some, who are trying right now to break some habits, some addictions in Ramadan, whatever. You might not be ready to leave what you love, whatever you're addicted to, but you do it because you have to, because you know that this is, this is not about me anymore. It's about God. And this is about giving my energy and my time towards that. So give your energy and your time towards that. Towards the fact that you can become that better person. It's just about figuring out the day Honestly, you decide to wake up and say you want to do it. You literally don't need a rock to hit your head and decide today's the day. No, you can get up right now. You can literally pause this podcast. You don't have to listen to me. You can get up right now and decide. That's it. In life, there is not like a train that's going to come and get you and tell you like, okay, this is the ready time. Get on. Let's go. Or like a rock or like a bird coming to your window. Talk about some, hey, girl, you ready? It's not going to happen. You're not going to get a text from somebody being like, hey, girl, this is this is the moment. You ready? No, no, you're going to decide. And you can decide right now. You are in no commitment to commit to things that don't make you happy. You're not. Some people live a very different lifestyle and they're not happy in it. They're just used to it. Comes back to my other point. Challenge your comfort zones. Which will be my next tip. Number four, I believe. Challenge your comfort zones. I understand that when you're trying to bear with this whole mindset of am I really who I say I am? Am I really what I seem to be to other people or do people just like me because of so and so and such challenge your comfort zones because the thing is a lot of times with these problems of feeling like you don't know who you are or you're going to be exposed to other fraud or with things as such realize that if you have the capabilities to be who you are today and change who you are today you're already on the right path right but challenge your thinking in the sense of realizing that since I already got here or if you already made up your mind that I'm going to change if you've already come to this point you can do it. Don't get so comfortable in that life. You are in no need to commit to that. Challenge yourself to leave those commitments that make you unhappy. Because if you don't challenge yourself now, you'll probably get dragged face front in those decisions. That's just it. In life, when you make commitments and things and promises and fulfillments, whatever it might be, that make you unhappy, whether that's living a lifestyle type of way, being addicted to something being in a haram relationship, whatever it might be, shaitan won't leave you until you get destroyed, until you are done, okay? And if you have that feeling in you that it's time to let this thing go, you're lucky you got that feeling. Even if you don't have that feeling, let it go. Let it go. You don't need that feeling to come. Of course, alhamdulillah, if God blesses you with that religious guilt, that feeling, and you channel into something good and change, great. But even if you don't have that feeling, coming back to my other point, you're not always going to be ready. And it's not always about waiting to be ready. When you know what is right, you do what is right. Because you know what is right will usually end up successful. You're not going to do something wrong thinking it's going to end up successful. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already given his commandment and you know it's right, you know it'll end up successful. So challenge yourself. I know you might be comfortable in that haram relationship. I know you might be comfortable sleeping around. I know it might be hard for you to commit. 
Some people genuinely struggle with commitment. They have a hard time committing to somebody. They have a hard time settling down and getting married because they're very used to sleeping around, instantly getting whatever they want, however they want, going wherever they want, doing whatever they want. This is not a permanent lifestyle, and I can promise that lifestyle, it's not going to do anything for you. You're not going to fill any voids by those lifestyles. You're not going to do anything through those lifestyles. We see people talk about it all the time, how they left that lifestyle, and they realize that it had nothing in it. There's nothing there. Allah subhanahu wa tells us that there's nothing there. There's nothing there for you to get. This is not rocket science. You don't need to go through these experiences to know. You don't need to be addicted. You don't need to do these things to try it out and see if you're going to be a different case. When God says that this is not good, it's not good. When God says it's not going to work, it's not going to work. When you know it's bad, it's bad. That's it. Don't force yourself to go there. Don't force yourself to be this experiment test to see. You don't have to do that. And more so over, just because you're comfortable living like that doesn't mean it's right. So challenge yourself to get out of that. And if you are someone who's already gotten out of it, and you struggle with this thought that I'm not good enough, or that I'm not Muslim enough, or that I can't be this, ask yourself why. And a lot of times you might not have an answer. Because in actuality, when shaitan starts to build up a good amount of waswasa in us, and it starts to become a problem that we start to face daily, we start to think that, well, maybe, hold on, I'm not that good enough. But you don't actually have a solid an answer as to why. And a lot of times people say, well, because I come from a past like this and I come from a situation like this and I've done this, but that's what you've already done before. What about now? What about your future? What do you have to tell me about right now in your future? And a lot of times it's nothing. Why can't you be or try your best to be, you know, a better Muslim? Why? Oh, because I've done something in my past. What does that have to do with today? Logically, in, in actuality, it has nothing to do with today majority of the time the reason why people don't turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes outside of doubts and maybe not knowing about Islam or whatever that's another story but if they are Muslim and they live a very different lifestyle it's because they struggle to accept the fact that they've done what they've done they struggle to forgive themselves they believe God won't forgive them they believe that turning back will be too hard that's not true it's not true you might struggle to forgive you but God will always forgive you inshallah if you're sincere in your repentance you're sincere in what you do and you're sincere in recertifying and fixing up that situation God will inshallah forgive you and you need to believe in God more than you believe in you that's my next thing. Because you have lived your life the way that you wanted to. You have done the things that maybe you wanted to. But it's time to believe in God more than you believe in you. And you might believe that you are not capable enough, you are not worthy enough, or you're not Muslim enough to become a better Muslim. And a lot of those things, again, might root from shaitan. But that does not mean that is who God is and what God can do for you. What God can do for you is very different than what you can do for you. Stop comparing those capabilities. They're not alike. They're not even the same level. God can make anything impossible possible. We are only capable of doing whatever is little in our hands. And that's whatever God allows. Stop comparing those two. Stop. Believe in God. Don't just believe in you. So many people have so much self-confidence, so much self-belief, so much, I got this, I got this, I got this, I got this. How about you put that in God? Put that in God because God won't fail you. And when, again, coming back to our first previous point a little bit earlier about conviction and believing strongly that when things go right, that's great, but things go wrong, that's also okay because you believe that God is going to do it right and God's going to do it good for you. Finally, if you're someone who constantly stresses and goes through so many cycles of feeling overwhelmed and like you're not good enough or like you're not going to die as a good Muslim, which is something that I know a lot of people struggle with, where when they think, well, I come from such a bad past, I might be a better Muslim now, but what's the guarantee that I won't end up the way that I was before? Well, 
first of all, if you have the discipline, the consistency, you keep going and you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy, make dua to him and consistently keep going on what you're going, keep doing what you're doing, even if you do not feel that feeling, quote, quote. Some people are always talking about that feeling where your iman is going high. It's like everything's perfect. Alhamdulillah, if you get that feeling, sometimes you won't. But the beauty is that you keep worshipping Allah even if you don't get that feeling because you are so certain in who He is. Coming back to our first point, who He is, not who we are, right? Y'all get my flow now? You see how this all connects? So, of course, make dua, be consistent, have discipline, continue to do those things, continue to pray, continue to read Quran. Don't make this just a Ramadan thing. Don't make this just a certain time of the year thing. Don't make this just something that you do on Juma. Do this consistently. Ultimately, remember... That worrying and stressing is just like being on a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it takes you nowhere. Okay? Don't give in to those worries. Don't give in to those doubts too much. Don't give in to that too much. It's just a bad thought. You think about it, you let it go. Don't invest your entire energy into these things. Again, what you focus on grows. And if you focus on this bad thought that I'm going to end up in a bad place or that God won't accept this from me, again, challenge those thoughts challenge those comfort zones into realizing that no that narrative that i'm not good enough for god or god won't accept this from me no because if god has guided me and i'm praying and i'm making dua and i'm asking for forgiveness inshallah he will why will he not allah subhanahu ta'ala's mercy obviously is so vast and it is more than we can ever imagine Believing in it with certainty, believing in it with completeness, believing in it that it is there and that it is there for you as well, not just for other people, not just for the people that look religious, that are religious, that have been born religious, that are always religious, that grew up this way, that read so much Quran, that pray all the time. It's not just for them. It's for you. It's for the people that are struggling. God is with the brokenhearted. If you're going through something and you see that there's no end, you feel like there's nothing coming out and you feel not any better, you don't, you don't know if you can make it out. God is with you. And you have to believe that he is with you. And it all starts again with that belief. That day you decide to wake up and you're like, I believe God is with me and God will help me. That is the hardest part. After that, just keep going. Keep putting that in your mind. Keep believing and keep taking the steps to increase your knowledge into believing that God is there with you. Because God is. Increase yourself in faith and in knowledge by taking time and dedicating time of your life to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To learning about God and learning about who he is and learning about this theme. This episode was honestly so much more shorter than usual. But again, remember that consistency and taking that time and believing and focusing on Allah really changes everything. This definitely does not cover the depth of this topic. And there's so much more that could be said in regards to this discussion. This was literally just like a tip on the iceberg. And I know that the scale goes so much more deeper for so many more people. This was just some general points that I hope inshallah can help in regards to this discussion. Hang tight, be easy on yourself, and continue to worship God like no one's watching. Narrow out the things that people, even your loved ones might say, that might push you back on your spiritual journey. And remember that you are worthy of God's love immensely. God does not see you the way that you see yourself, even if as much as you might think he does. As much as you might not be able to look past who you are, understand that God does not see you the way that you see yourself. Even at your absolute worst, it gets better. It always does. With that being said, again, I think this was super short, but I hope it helped somebody. Again, I know it's not the depth of everything, but I just wanted to draw some points, inshallah, to help. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Take care of yourself. Assalamu alaikum.